Hey, Queen. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shitty Shifters. It's your host, Sydney. And Molly. And I'll let Molly take it away for our first podcast. Okay, guys, buckle in. So, this is the first time that I experienced shifting. It was a few years ago, um, kind of a rainy night, I guess. And I just go to bed, and this time it was uh, thundering. So I slept with my mom on the floor. Don't judge me. But I go to bed, and I'm just thinking of my crush, Kyson. <laughs> and then I wake up into this futuristic type thing. Like, there's robots, robotic stuff, and the clouds are kind of dark. And I'm just looking everywhere, and out of the corner of my eye, I see Kyson running towards me. His beautiful, long, black hair, and his perfect white smile. He goes, Molly, are you okay? I go, where am I? He says, I don't know, but I'm scared. I said, don't be. We'll make it through together. So we just try to collect all these materials. And like there's meteoroids like crashing down in the distance. And it was kind of like super scary. Um, And we were trying to find different other people who lived there. But no one was there. And we kept walking trying to find water and food. Because we were getting hungry. And out of the corner of my eye, I see my other crush. We'll call him Tommy. And Tommy comes running towards me. He goes, Molly, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I found you. And I screamed. So I was walking with Tyson and Tommy. And we were trying to find food and water. And then we see this big, big semi-truck. And so we just walk in. And it's like so dusty and musty. And we just keep walking and walking, looking for some shelter or food or answers to where we were. And Kyson finds some water, but there were only two things of water. So we were like, oh, who's going to get what? And Kyson and Tom insisted that I got the first pick of water. So I picked the best one, the, more, the one that was more filled. Um, and then Tyson and Tommy were fighting over the other water. It was kind of embarrassing. Ooh. Yeah. But then we just ended up splitting it evenly three ways because I had to break up the fight. And then we were keep walking. And then all of a sudden there was like this dog-like robot thing. And it started, like, chasing us. And so we literally had to book it. And we started running towards this, like, red light type thing. And as we're running, I trip. (gasps) I was so scared. And my knee was cut up. And I started crying. It was just really scary. But Tommy saw that I fell. And he came back. And he was screaming at Kyson to stop running. And so they all stopped. They both stopped and they came back, got me up. And then Tommy carried me over his shoulders. And he literally started running. Tommy oh, seems gosh. like the real man here. I know. He he had like brown hair, like dirty blonde hair, blue eyes. And he has freckles. Oh my gosh. But yeah, he was a true man. 
<laughs> so I kind of was like favoring Tommy over Kaisen at this point. As you should. Yeah. Because, like, he totally came back for me. But Kaisen just didn't even notice that I was there, wasn't there. So that kind of hurt my feelings. Rude. But as we were running, um, we. Kaisen actually found like this sword type thing, but like it wasn't a normal sword or like a diamond pickaxe or you know, a diamond sword from Minecraft. It was like this thing that was put together by different computer parts. And so he picks it up and he starts running towards the dog at this point. And I'm like, what is he doing? And he runs towards him and he literally starts screaming and I'm screaming and Tommy's screaming and Kaisen just like stabs this dotless like robotic dog in the head. Oh my gosh. When I told you ah, my heart was flourished. I was like, oh my gosh, my hero. <sighs> so then I ran up to Kai I ran up to Kaisen and gave him a little kiss. Hey yo, love triangle check. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for, for doing that for us. And then Tommy got mad, but, you know, I kind of had a friend zone both of them because, you know, I can't really choose one over the other, you know, like, especially in a dystopian situation when you're trapped in a other world. Exactly. So I kind of had a friend zone both of them and put it on pause until either one of them dies or Ooh. one of them finds another girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of love triangle was very complicated in times like that anyways we keep running trying to find answers and we're just running and running and then kaisen ends up tripping on his sword and he cuts his leg open lame yeah and so me and tommy are just like pick a struggle kaisen exactly but we were like should we just leave him and then like run off and love each other or should we help him Oh, so me and Tommy were like, we should just help him because three is better than two. And so Tommy ripped off his sweatshirt and <laughs> tied it around Kaisen's leg. Oh my gosh. And when I told Tommy was ripped, he was ripped. <laughs> he was ripped. Like, oh my gosh, he was so beautiful. And so he takes off his sweatshirt and ties it around Kaisen's leg. And then I take the sword because I'm an independent woman like that. Period. What can I say? And so I hold the sword and Tommy is helping Kaisen walk. And we see out of the distance this blue like water fountain or something. And so we headed towards that way. And so as we were going closer and closer, we could smell this like fresh smell of water oh my gosh when my my eyes lit up and we were just like so excited because we found water and so we found this big blue aquatic type thing and it was so refreshing kaisen uh took part of the sweatshirt off and cleaned his wound and then he dried it off i took like a little bath like splashed my face I was not about to be musty with these two hot guys. Period. And Tommy, he kind of like washed his hair, whatever. We all were fresh. And then we drank a bunch of water. And we were trying to plan out what to do. And we saw this tree type thing. 
in a distance and we were like we should probably go there so we can climb up and look over the top of the view so we can see like where to go and so we packed all our stuff up which was just like the sword and a few things of food from the semi truck and we headed off and so we were going to this tree and as we got closer and closer it got bigger and bigger and this tree was just so big it was so weird too it was like this it looked almost dead but like also alive at the same time it was really weird so kaisen stayed down and i stayed down with kaisen because i had to help the the wounded and tommy tommy climbed up that big tall tree king literally king he said tarzan who right he was my tarzan oh my gosh and as he was going up, all I could see was his hair flowing in his abs. Oh my gosh. Girl. <sighs> yeah, so he climbed up. And then it took like, I felt like it was half an hour at least just sitting down there waiting. And just like protecting Kaisen because he's wounded. Blame. And then all of a sudden I hear like, like, like branches falling. So I look, quickly look up and I see Tommy falling. misstepped on one of the branches Tommy and I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh so as he's falling down this like tree I couldn't really tell how you know couldn't tell how high up he was so I started me and Kais and I started gathering a bunch of like leaves and like different stuff that we could find girl he's falling how are you having time to like gather stuff up what? Because he was hitting the branches on the way down to slow. Oh, okay, okay. Loki kind of smart. And then as he was about to fall down, he grabbed this branch. And I was like, oh my gosh. Literally so hot. Oh my gosh. And Kaisen was like, yes, Tommy, you got like good job. And I was like, good job, Tommy. And so we kind of like pulled the muscle, but he ended up catching himself on this branch. And then he came down and we went back, ended up going back to the fountain and kind of like cleaning him up because he cut him off his arms and stuff. So we were all kind of just so tired and exhausted at this point. But Tommy tells us to like, there was this big mall of some sort or like this, this big like abandoned building that we just, he saw in the distance. So we ended up uh, walking over to this mall and we're just like going into this mall and Kaisen ends up like finding like this abandoned I don't know if it was like a Chick-fil-A or something but there was like a bunch of food in it and so we go in there and we eat the food and then somehow me and Tommy were alone and Kaisen wasn't with us and like we lost Kaisen and we're like oh my gosh what did we do so we had to go back for Kaisen and so as we're going back for Kaisen we hear like more barking and so we're thinking it's like this the dog from before like okay I have the sword still I can just kill him off mm-hmm. as we go look around we hear like the footsteps get louder and louder and the barking and stuff we hear a scream like this loud scream oh my god it was like like it was it was so scary loud and we go to the footsteps 
and we just see Kaisen dead. <gasps> uh. We see him dead, and we didn't know what happened, but he's like, like eaten up, like, like mutilated, like yeah, like there's like he's not even like a little bit breathing, like he's like actually like he's dead, like dead. dead, dead, like dead. Okay, but on the bright side, you and Tommy though. I know, but I started crying in Tommy's arms. Probably traumatic though. It was so scary because it felt so real. Like it was so real. Well, yeah, if you're shifting realities, it is completely real, just in another universe. I think like when I felt like thirsty, I literally felt like it was myself. It was like I was sad, like depressed in real life too. Mm-hmm. It was it was so so real, and so as we were looking for like the dogs or whoever did it like the the mall starts shifting and like it starts tilting and as we're going vertical like me and Tommy are falling towards like the hole in the mall mm-hmm. like you know at, at the malls there's like different levels and then there's like the railing and it opens up in the middle yeah yeah, yeah. Look down so we are falling towards like that like those railings that Ooh. break up yeah and so as we are going Tommy and I start falling and at this point we're almost vertical so like falling off into like this black hole and we don't know what's in the black hole we are so scared I'm like literally almost peeing my pants I was so scared and at this point I was like holding for dear life my arms are getting tired and I started screaming and Tommy was screaming and then I just go I love you Tommy <gasps> and he goes I love you too <laughs> and I had like this huge oh my gosh and then we both let go into this black hole and I, we're like screaming on the way down and then I wake up and I wake up from my dream and I'm breathing super heavy and from this different reality like I thought everything was real and so I, th- I thought I died I, I literally thought I was dead and I wake up and I'm just in my mom's room like almost crying at this point couldn't get out of that dream because I mm-hmm. thought it was like real life and I started crying and I'm just like in like on the floor of my mom's bed just like crying silently so she wouldn't ask me what happened <laughs> and I thought it was a dream <laughs> But like as I really shifting more, it's a different reality that I was in. Because everything was so so real. And like the fear was real, the crying was real, the the hurtingness, it was like all real. No, for sure. Yeah. And so like I also realize in your dreams or like in the shifting realities, if you die in your DR world then you just wake up you know you can't like die Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean that was like so relieved but I just woke up just like like I almost like screamed and woke up my mom it was just so so real and then like after that I just had like this big crush on Tommy (laughs) so like how did you like, how did you deal, like, in the in the CR, in the current reality? How did you deal with, like, the aftermath of what happened in your DR? Yeah, so it was, it was just so real. Um, it was so weird, too. So after I woke up in my, 
real world um like I I almost had to check like outside because I thought I was in like this futuristic place mm-hmm. um but the feelings in that world were real in real life like it kind of sounds funny but like for some reason I started out like this I grew a bigger crush on Tommy like it was so big because in my I I would always dream about him like and it felt so real like he would save me in my you know alternate reality and then I would come back to my real reality and it's like oh my gosh like he's my hero yeah because like he did save you in another reality even though he didn't realize it because you in a way because it was um it wasn't an intentional shifting you probably did it without scripting i'm guessing and without scripting you didn't bring him into the real world you just put a version of him into the real into your um dream world so it he so he didn't actually remember anything that like happened because it wasn't it wasn't him it wasn't scripted yeah it it literally just happened and but now i know that if i script it to do the things that i want can go back to that same feeling of like realness and i can see other people that i want to see yeah i mean i guess another question for you is would you ever go back to that same reality if you could script and um make things go the way you wanted would you ever go back to that same reality or another dystopian like reality that one that's like a tough question because well first i don't really know how to script to go back to that same reality because i didn't script you know I didn't script to go there in the first place it just kind of happened um but if I had the option to script to go back to like a futuristic place like that I mean maybe I might script Tommy to go back with me and we can relive it (laughs) (laughs) um uh yeah I mean it was it was a cool place it was super dark and musty though but I think if I was a script I would probably go to Hogwarts <laughs> yes, join me. Join me there. But yeah, so that was my first experience on shifting. That is definitely um, a jam-packed story. I I've never actually heard that one before. I've never heard you tell me that. I know. I didn't really go into depth, but yeah, that was. A pretty... I, I think you went to pretty good depth. That's all I kind of remember because I try to blur it out of my memory because it was just kind of a scary moment yeah and how, how old were you when this happened i think i was like i want to say 12 that's kind of when i oh was. wow so a while ago like three years yeah three but i older. still remember it like it was yesterday like it is like in my memory yeah i mean of course because that's how it is when you go into dream realities and come back to current realities which is so weird because like you know, it, it it it's like one of your memories now. Like it's like I know, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very it's so weird. It's just very like intriguing how we're able to even like shift different realities, and how when we go to different realities, when we come back, we're able to retain and remember the information that we gathered in those other realities. Yeah, and it's it's just I think it's a really cool thing, and I'm glad that other people get to script their own realities and escape from this one if they don't like it and get to experience different things like I did because it's uh, just really fun Mm -hmm. and interesting.
do you think that in the future if you were to shift that you would um be able to enjoy it more knowing that a you could script what would happen and b you know that you wouldn't be able to die for real like you would know that you're in a dr and that you could die and come back to your cr yes i think if i ended up scripting again it would be so much better because i well first i would know that i'm in a different reality and i wouldn't think it's my like real life um and i also would know that i was kind of immortal you know in that mm-hmm. sense so i think i would have like a sense of relief that i can't die and this isn't really this isn't real and it's like i'm kind of, it's kind of like when you go into your own reality it's kind of like you're god basically because you get to choose and pick and choose stuff and so i think if i go again i would be a lot more calmer because i would know kind of what to expect and different things like that for sure okay well well so this has been our first episode of the shitty shifting podcast um that was molly sharing her first ever shifting story hope you guys enjoyed if you do make sure to subscribe yeah i think that works on here yeah (laughs) like and subscribe all right goodbye everyone bye